Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Logaman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And welcome in. It is the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. It's week 15, the Ravens-Jaguars game coming up at the bank this Sunday night. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logaman, and head coach Doug Peterson in studio with us. Uh, good afternoon to you, coach. Good to see you again. And Hey, you know, the big buzzword this week around the building has been communication. And it's week 15. Um, how how has that gone so far in practice this week, let's say? I mean, it's gone well. Um, you know, my wife tells me all the time that I need to be a better communicator, right, <laughs> with her. And, and rightfully so, because if we don't communicate, we're not on the same page. And so it's the same thing with a football team. And, and you know, the last couple of weeks, we've, we've missed some opportunities, both sides of the ball, really all three phases, just, just by not opening our mouth. And, and we just, you know, we ask, our, we ask our guys all the time, we challenge our guys all the time that you have to talk, you have to communicate uh, calls, you got to, you know, you, you got to verbalize it because if you don't, Big plays are going to happen for your opponent, and, and that's what happened last week uh, up in Cleveland. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, when you kind of get to this point in the season, guys can take things for granted that, okay, well, he is already going to know. And sometimes just that eye contact, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that verbal communication. The eye contact sometimes solves a lot of that. It does, and I think that comes with teams that have been together for six, seven, eight years and, and players that have been together for such a long time and they've played in the same scheme together and – um, they can do that. They can get away with just, hey, just a little verbal, you know, heads up, nod or something like that, or just make eye contact and, and they, they're on the same page. But, you know, when, when you're only in your second year and, and you know, you're asking our guys to do that, we, we need to emphasize it. When I say we, it's the coaching staff. We need to, we need to demand it from our players, obviously, and get it out of them and, and, and making sure that they're, they're talking to one another on the field. So start with your, your offense against this Ravens defense, number two defense in the National Football League in yards allowed, number two in points allowed. You went from the number one defense in the league in Cleveland here to Baltimore, number two. What a challenge. It's a great challenge, and uh, we're excited for the opportunity, number one. Um, you know, it seems like Baltimore and their history have always had great defenses, right, and, and uh, they pride themselves on that. And, you know, and I look back at the Cleveland game, and, and we did some really good things in that game. Uh, we took, took advantage of some opportunities. We missed some opportunities uh, to score more points and, and, and really felt like we had a chance to win that football game. And, and uh, you know, the turnovers, obviously, are things that have kind of plagued us and, and kept us back a little bit this season. And, and going into this game, you know, you're playing probably a much better offense, number one, and, and you really can't give this team anything, any opportunities, any extra possession. So, you know, work's cut out for us. Um, it, it's a good defensive front. Good front six, seven guys up there, and, they, and they're secondary. They got some smart guys that have been around a long time. Even their defensive coordinator, you know, has been kind of grown up in the Baltimore organization. I know he left a year to go to Michigan, but he's back and, and um, you know, coordinating the defense. So he's seen a lot of football there as well, and, and uh, it's, no, it's no surprise why they're, why they're top, you know, one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah, uh Quite a matchup this week. Uh, head coach Doug Peterson with us to the Jaguars offense now. And let, let's get into this running game for the uh, the Jaguars team here. And trying to get, yes, the yardage is there for Travis Etienne for the season, but the yards per rush is down the list a little bit. How do you improve that down the stretch? Yeah, it's, 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 um, 
it's interesting because I think we're we're tenth in the league in, in attempts, but we're thirty first or something as you mentioned in in yards per carry. Um, those two should align a little bit more, right? If you're going to run the ball as much as we have, um, you should have better results, right? And so you know it's something that we look at as a staff, and and we got to make sure we're 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 putting. Um, our best concepts together. We're, we're repeating the best concepts, right? So there's familiarity with our offensive line. I know we've had some injury up front and there hasn't been a lot of consistency, you know, particularly on the left side and guys have been in and out of the lineup and Ezra's new, you know, and, and getting him caught up. But but for me, it's, it's just a matter of let's make sure we're putting our guys, you know, in, in the right positions and, and helping them be successful on the football field. And then it's just a mindset. You know, running the ball sometimes is not pretty. It's more of the physical aspect of it. Um, the backs have got to hit the right holes and things of that nature. But again, it's it's coaches and players working together um, and, and really demanding sort of that physicality that, uh, you know, quite frankly, these last couple of defenses have, have given us fits on. And the health of your running backs, as you talked about the health of your offensive line. I know Dearness has had a knee, um, and obviously ETN has had the ribs. Are they getting better? Because that's got to be a big part of getting better as an offense running the ball. Yeah, that, that is that is um, a big part of it as well. And, yes, they are both getting healthy, um, as healthy as they can be, obviously, this time of year. But but that's another thing, too, is making sure that we've coached them up the right way to, to, to anticipate where the hole is going to be. And then – just continuing to have great vision. You know, both of them are great backs. They're good one-cut guys. Dearness is probably a little more physical downhill type of a runner where TJ is a little bit of a slasher, off-tackle guy. But, um, you know, we got to get these two guys going. They're, they're dynamic for us. And then we have to incorporate Tank. I think Tank now this time of year can, can really help us in the run game and take, you know, as we say every week, but really take a load off of those two as we make our push here, you know, in the last month of the season. You know, part of the challenge of running the ball – you look at the Baltimore Ravens defense, they got the big guy up in the middle, Michael Pierce, and then you got two really good linebackers and uh, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. Are, is that the best linebacker combination maybe that you're going to face this year, the inside guys? Yes, I, I would agree. These two are probably the best in, 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 in the National Football League right now. And, and um, you know, we've, we've played some really good defenses, good fronts. But these two guys – I'll tell you this, that their defensive line, their front four, front five, I mean, they base themselves out of a 3-4 personnel, and, and they really keep uh, linemen off of their linebackers so they can just use their athleticism and, and physicality to be downhill, to run sideline to sideline, and they make a lot of plays. They, You know, you can see how uh, why this defense is really good because they anticipate so well. They, they know formations. They understand what you're trying to do out of different formations and where the back is and, you know, and things like that. But – Two really good, good athletes, you know, playing linebacker who are also physical downhill guys. I know as a, as a coach, you love players that, that have been around, that you trust, that are dependable. And there's other players that have been added to the mix recently in Calvin Ridley, okay, this is all part of a process of working and building that trust with Trevor Lawrence. Do you see the communication between those two, guy, those two guys improving to where that, that chemistry can get better? Because – this is the time of year to have it. I do see it getting better. And, you know, and, it, and it's listen, it's a work in progress. It's, you know, a, again, as, as a coaches, we just can't assume that guys know. we got to make sure that they're prepared. And that comes from us and making sure that our quarterback, too, is, is, has understanding of what we're asking him. And then he can communicate that with his receivers, particularly in this case, Calvin, and, and making sure that they're on the same page because, you know, I tell Calvin every week, you're 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 going to be a you are a big part of this offense. You're going to continue to be a big part of this offense the remainder of our season and and make big plays. But 
but he and Trevor need to to maintain that 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 chemistry and that consistency and, and being on the same page. We missed a couple opportunities last week in Cleveland, and those are the things we have to clean up as we move forward. Head coach Doug Peterson with us on the Doug Peterson Show. Let's flip it around now to the Jaguars' defense in the matchup against Lamar Jackson, dual-threat quarterback, of course, former MVP. Well, communication key on defense as well. If he gets out the gate, then look out. He can score from anywhere on the field. He can. He's real dangerous, uh, obviously, and, and we know what he can do running the football. And, and um, you know, they, they're going to start everything in the run game. You know, I think this year they've made a little bit more of emphasis on him throwing from the pocket, and, and he's done well. He, he's he, And they, he's got some guys that can flat-out roll on the outside, uh, you know, some speed. And, and um, with, with Dave Flowers, Odell Beckham's out there. I mean, they got some guys that can roll and – and, um, you know, so our defense is just – talk about communication. You know, we've got to over, over you know, simplify. But uh, clarity has to be the most important thing this week and understanding that. And, and just, you know, all eyes, you know, all eyes on the quarterback. Um, you know, you, you got to understand, again, their formations, uh, you know, what they're trying to get done, where the back is, where uh, big number 42 is going to be, things of that nature. And, and then just you just got to trust your instincts, right? And, and don't go chasing the plays. We talk about it every week. Just make the ones that come to you, and, and they will. Uh, the, the ball will roll back to you. If you're in your gap, it'll roll right back to you. You make the play. Same way in the secondary. You know, cover them up. Keep eyes on the quarterback, and and um, you know it takes it takes all eleven on defense this week. Well, talk talk about a, a challenging game just because of Lamar Jackson's running ability, because of all the read option stuff that they have, and then his ability to extend the play. I mean, is there a guy in the league that that is at that level of stressing a defense in those two categories? You know, there's there's really not. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, who we played earlier in the year, you know, he can extend plays, and he does a nice job of throwing the ball down the field. You know, he does that kind of stuff, obviously. You know, Lamar's right there with him, but Lamar is better running the football, and and uh, he's got the speed element to you. And, you know, yes, he's going to he, he's gonna get some plays, you know, on you, but but it's how you how you minimize those opportunities. And, and really, uh, if you get a chance to tackle him, you tackle him and, and get him on the ground. Um, you know, I thought last year uh, playing them, our guys did a, did a decent job there, you know, uh, for the most part, but – um, again, it's a uh, it's it's a dynamic you know situation for our defense again this week. Did you do the chicken drill this week? You remember the Rocky movie, the first one where he's chasing <laughs> chasing the chicken around? We need to we need to because it feels that's what it feels what it feels like. Russell Wilson, another name, uh, guy who yeah. can extend yeah. and, and keep exactly the defense on their toes for sure. All right, coach. Final thought here: playoff chases here. First place teams battling it out in December on Sunday Night Football. This is what this is what you'll play everything for right games like this in december it is and, and again it goes back to what i've been telling our football team right expect to be in these games year in and year out and embrace these games right because you know let's not hide behind uh you know being average let's 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 if we're going to hide behind anything hide behind being number one and let's let's continue to push and and get better each week and and um yeah two good football teams it's a great uh great for uh, the nfl great for sunday night football and, and look forward to the matchup Thanks for the time as always, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. Head Coach Doug Peterson with us. The Ravens-Jaguars game is presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. In about 20 minutes or so, Devin McCourty from Football Night in America on NBC. And this is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. 
And the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman from the Hyundai Studios. And our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every Thursday ahead of this week, week 15, the Ravens and the Jaguars, the game presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Interesting thoughts from uh, Coach Peterson on the communication buzzword this week and making that a point of emphasis in the meeting room. But it's one thing in the meeting room. you got to go use it on the game field on Sunday. Yeah, you got to transfer it uh, over to the game field, and a lot of times it sometimes can get lost between practice and game day uh, but you know because a lot of times things change on game day you've got the crowd you've got situ- situations that pop up uh, that change the game and change what you might think of it but you know, either way that this defense has got to find a way to communicate this offense has to find a way to be on the same page because again this is the time of year to start finding a little bit of a role so that you can go into the playoffs hot and here's the reality what happens if you lose and then all of a sudden you've got a couple other division teams winning, okay, namely the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts? You would still have the division lead, correct, because of tiebreakers. Correct, but it's but, a little nervy when but, they have the same exact record as you. Okay, I'll say but that. Then, then, then all of a sudden you're looking at getting a little bit tense, a little tighter in the remaining three games. Uh, Tennessee and Houston play this week, is that right? Yes. Okay, so Houston 7-6, and six, obviously, and the Jaguars split the series with them. Um, the Jaguars have a 4-1 and one division record. Houston, if they win, would have a 2-2 two and two division record. So that would be the tiebreaker. Jaguars would still be up top, but yeah, then... Uh, Let's not even go there. I mean, go win the go win the game. No, but, I mean, about it. but it's, my, it's entirely possible. My yeah. point is, I said, look, uh, you think you're kind of getting a little nervous now about the way you're playing. You know, you lose this one, and all of a sudden, you're looking at zero room for, isn't, for error. Isn't this though what competing teams deal with every year? Yes, this kind of thing. Yeah, and the and the mature teams find a way to work through it. Okay, and to get their performance better. And hopefully this team is mature enough and is going to do that here in the remaining four games. I mean, because look at look at the playoff race. I mean, there you go. Okay, Ravens right there at number one. They're the number one seed in the conference right now. You know, and they're they're not looking to give that up because they would put Kansas City in very in a, in a, in a very different situation than a year's past, which is having to go on the road for the first time with Patrick Mahomes. You know, the Jaguars end up staying at number four, but look at all the teams that are bunched up in the hunt there. I mean, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. There's six teams with a 7-6 and six record. Well, and here's the That's other amazing. thing. If you look at those teams that are in the hunt right there, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Bills, do you want to play any of those guys in the playoffs? I mean, happen to get in. Yeah. they're good. Yeah, they are. I mean, that, I mean, the Denver Broncos might be playing as good a football as there is in the National Football League, and they were the, the laughing stock of the league in, earlier in the season. They were terrible. They've now won six or seven. Cincinnati Bengals, I, Jake Browning, I mean, he's got some footing. Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen at quarterback, and they're finding their groove. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, this is a tough conference now. Almost wish you could switch, go to the NFC. <laughs> Just got to handle the business and and move on. So there you Pittsburgh go. Pittsburgh Steelers, eh? 
Cleveland Browns, eh. Yeah, I mean, just beat I, the Jags. I, I fear – and the Colts, eh. I fear the teams that right now are on the outside looking in more than those that are in the wild card position right now. The Browns, Would you agree? The Browns just beat the Jags. I, I, I know. Okay. You just went, eh, on them. They just won. Exactly. And if the Jaguars had not had those mistakes – well, yeah, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. I know, I, I know. Mean, what are we talking I, about? I know, but my point is is that, JP, look look at those teams in the wild card, okay, and then look at those teams in the hunt, okay? Who would you rather face, okay? Would you rather, as a group, face the wild card teams or the in the hunt teams? So, would, you, would I rather face the Browns, Steelers, and Colts or as a the collective. Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills? Yes, I think because you already beaten the Colts twice, already beat the Steelers, and the Browns. To your point, okay, a few plays here or there, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, the teams in the hunt are like striving to get back into the wild card, and they're going to be rolling. Maybe uh, I, I now, think some of these teams will play each other and knock them out of contention. That's how that's going to work. But well, look here. Here's my point here. Okay, hmm. C.J. Stroud, Russ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go there with Jake Browning yet. Okay, well, he, he went there already. But he's the played pretty good. Yeah. And then Josh Allen. Look at the quarterbacks in the wild card category. Yeah, the fourth Flacco, Flacco. Okay, off the couch. Yeah. Who's playing quarterback for the Steelers now? Great Trubisky. Play. Yeah, eh, big deal. And then Gardner. and then Gardner Minshew. I mean, the quarterbacks that are in the hunt. I think you fear them more. I don't say fear them. You respect them more than the ones that are in the wild card, in my opinion. We've got plenty to get to a little bit later, about 15 minutes or so. We'll hear from Devin McCourty of NBC Sports, analyst for Football Night in America. We caught up earlier today. We'll get his thoughts on where the Jaguars are without Christian Kirk in this offense and much more ahead. Back in a moment, though, to get into this Jaguars defense against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, what they have to offer Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Loggeman. The Ravens and the Jaguars coming up on Sunday Night Football. The Jaguars' first appearance on a true Sunday Night Football NBC telecast since 2008. Whew. Been a long time. What was it? Uh, it was like 12 years from the last Monday Night Football game. Correct. And now it's like 14 years yeah. from the last Sunday Night Football game. Um, yeah. Is that right? Whatever the math is on the years. More longer than that. 2008, 15 years. Is it? 15 years? 2008. 14, 15. Wow. It's 2023, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 15 years. Wow. That's amazing. Long time. Hey, but enjoy it. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. The Ravens and the Jaguars and the Jags defense. Well, they're going to have their hands full, and uh, Lamar Jackson is a big reason why. He is the leading rusher for the Ravens at quarterback, and he can throw it around and They've, um, they've got a really powerful running game overall. Not just Lamar, but they can get it done. He has rushed for over, I think, 600 yards every year of his career, which is incredible. Okay, He's led the Ravens in rushing in each of the last five years, which is 
again, amazing. You're talking about a guy that has 29 rushing touchdowns in his career. How many did Fred Taylor have? Well, in the 80s, right? Just out of curiosity. We're talking about a quarterback who is in his sixth year, and he has 29 rushing touchdowns to his name. Yeah, Fred had 66 Okay, Career so rushing touchdown. Lamar Jackson is almost at the halfway point. Maurice was in the 80s. Of uh, Fred Taylor, which is amazing. I mean, he's – and w- what is impressive about him and what why defenses are, are hard – it's very hard to defend him. When you think about – and this was explained to me years ago from one of the, one of the great minds in football – and uh, Gus Bradley, who's defensive, one of the great defensive minds in football, and he said, you know, think about it, logs in the part of you got to count bodies, okay? When you count bodies, when you're talking about a read option situation, he goes, they gain an extra blocker. He goes, now it may not be actually be a blocker, but you have another person that has to be responsible for the running back and the quarterback to now be possible ball carriers. And he goes, so your eight-man front, if the quarterback is a running quarterback, he said, in reality, is only a seven-man front because of the quarterback being a runner. And so from a number standpoint, it's hard to defend a guy who is a legitimate running threat. Now, look, if it's Joe Flacco running the read option, it's, it's not an advantage to the Browns to run Joe Flacco the read option. They may still do it just because that's in their playbook and they have it in for, for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But it's not like he scares the defense from that standpoint because the numbers, it doesn't help because Joe Flacco is not a legit runner. And this, this guy is, uh, can stop and start on a dime, and he's a quarterback. And, of course, the quarterbacks are afforded a lot of a prote- protections, and he takes advantage of that at times. Where if all of a sudden he's looking like he's going to go out of bounds, mm-hmm. he knows you're not going to whack him, so he's going to going to stay in bounds for a few more yards. I asked uh, Andrew Wingard in the locker room this week. You know, as a safety, when you see Lamar Jackson kind of break through and he's in the clear one on one against you, what do you think? And he said, <laughs> oh, "Oh boy, oh blank," is what he said. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those. You just got to kind of do it the best you can and hope the cavalry arrives with you. Yeah, Sometimes. and that's and that's real. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, I mentioned the, the chicken drill with Doug. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what it feels like sometimes, you know, trying to chase a chicken, but there's not a fence or a corral to, no. to keep the chicken in. It's a much bigger corral with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's that good. Jags fans, imagine traveling to watch the Jaguars take on the Titans in Nashville aboard a luxury private jet with four of your friends. Visit flyvaunt.com slash Jags and enter the flyaway sweepstakes today. Plenty ahead. Jaguars offense communication coming up. Yeah. Yeah, but when we come back, uh-huh. the Ravens offense has this, the new coordinator that we talked about a little while ago, Todd Munkin. Mm-hmm. They've got a little attitude about it. Okay? Oh. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the first play that the Ravens ran against the Rams. Okay? Because... They're, they're not afraid to send a message, okay, to an opponent on a first play. Okay. And they sent a big one to the Rams last week on the first play. We are about to find out what that is. In mere moments, it's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. 
The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening 10, 15 minutes or so of the program each and every week. And coming up, oh, in about 5 to 10 minutes, it's Devin McCourty. Football Night in America analyst will join us. Is he still playing? No, he retired after last season. He had a long career. He had a long career and a successful career. Three Super Bowl wins. Good for him. Um, He had six tackles in the AFC Championship game against the Jaguars after the 17th season. Uh, He's got a brother. Twin brother. Twin. They're both in media. Is his brother not playing anymore either? I think they're both out. Okay. Because they played together at the end of New England. Yeah, New England. And yeah. that's when they kind of started doing their own kind of podcast thing, I think, for a couple years at yeah. the end. And Good for them. Um, it has turned quickly to a media career. Yeah. I'd he told me today that – Smart you know, guy. My body feels a whole lot better this year for some reason. It's like, well, yeah, you're not yeah. – Yeah. <laughs> you're not out there anymore. Hey, um, Ravens-Rams game last week. And sending a message with some early play, the Ravens? How, explain All right, so, yourself. So, Ravens offensive – First play of the game. If you're getting ready to face the Rams, what's the one guy that you know is the focal point of energy, the guy you got to block for the Rams? Um, that big fella in the middle that wears number 99. Correct. Aaron Donald. Uh, and he's not as big as a lot of others, but he plays bigger than most. Don't, I wouldn't tell him that. He's a stud. Yeah. Okay, well, Aaron Donald is lined up on the first play, and the Ravens come out. And they essentially run a, a trap or a wham right at Aaron Donald, and it's Patrick Ricard, the fullback, that cuts him. Coming from outside, from the opposite side of the field, in motion behind the line of scrimmage on the snap of the ball, they fake Aaron Donald. The linemen go up the field. Patrick Ricard goes and cuts him right down low. Ooh. Legal because it's inside it's the totally tackles, legal. Right? Can't do that outside. And that is totally sending a message. I'd say. That, hey, you're not going to be the one that controls and dominates this game. And they went right at him the first play to send a message. That's Todd Munkin. That's the Todd Munkin that I know. This is a message from Munkin, right? So it will be interesting to see if they want to send a message on the first play of the game against how the Jaguars. Would you, how would you do that? Like, who would you – like? Who's the Jaguars' best player right now? Josh Allen. There right? you go. Okay. Head on a swivel. Put Patrick Ricard after him. Oh, boy. You know, some kind of a, a zone cutback and have Ricard come and, and cut Josh Allen low. I mean, something of that nature. Now – Aaron Donald is a very special player. Uh, yeah. And he's been a, an incredibly special player for many years. This guy is, is going into the Hall of Fame on roller skates. And does Josh Allen warrant that same kind of respect, message being sent? I don't know. But it was interesting to watch that first play last week because I went, mm-hmm, I know what that's about. That's sending a message. Message uh, work out. It was a battle. Now, they did a pretty good job on Aaron Donald. The, the two guards for the Baltimore Ravens, which the one guard's been around forever in Zeitler. He's a, a, a good player. And the left guard, John Simpson, I've watched a little bit, but he's still a young player. He did a really good job of matching the strength of Aaron Donald. 
which was surprising. So who's the strongest Jaguars defensive tackle? Big Roy, right? Sure. When you think about Big Roy. Big Roy will have his hands full going up against Simpson because he's a strong dude as well. We're back in a moment. Devin McCourty joining us from Football Night in America with NBC Sports. Sunday Night Football this week for the Ravens and the Jaguars. And this is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. The Jaguars on Sunday night football this week on NBC for the first time since 2008. Football night in America is the show that precedes the game broadcast. And former cornerback Devin McCourty is now an analyst for NBC Sports. He retired after last season. Longtime safety for the New England Patriots. And we talked about... This Jaguars offense without Christian Kirk, and there are still options for offensive coordinator Press Taylor and head coach Doug Peterson. Yeah, I mean, I played against Doug Peterson in 17 uh, and that Super Bowl against, you know, Philadelphia, and it was the same kind of thing. You know, it was Zach Ertz at tight end. It was Ashawn Jeffrey at receiver. It was Nelson Aguilar at receiver. It was Torrey Smith. It was... McGarrett Blunt or J.J. or Clement. Like, they just had all of these different guys who, if you step back and somebody said, hey, at all of these different positions, pick your top three guys, nobody probably would pick any of those guys. But when you put it together and you have to go out there and plan as a defense and you turn on the film, you're like, hmm, like this is – like these guys are really getting after it. Evan Ingram's a problem at tight end. His speed, his athletic ability, like – who guards him? Safety, linebacker, corner. Like, it's a tough matchup, and you start to look at that, and I think Jacksonville's done an awesome job. Like, I watched the Cincinnati game, and the first two drives, everybody was getting a touch. Evan Ingram got it. Dearness Johnson got it. ATN got it. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Like, everybody touched the ball. So now when you get back to the sideline of, like, all right, this is their attack. This is what we're doing. It's like, hey, coach. Not it, but they also threw it to him. Hey, coach, they also put him in this spot. Hey, so, like, when you do that, I think that's what Doug Peterson does really well. And now it's trying to figure out, all right, is Parker Washington going to be a guy where we can say, hey, go step and be all of Christian Kirk's roles? Or is he a guy now that they have to move guys around and say, all right, we want to put you here? Put this. Like, that's what they're going to have to figure out, what they think the best kind of group or positions each guy should be in going forward that isn't always easy to do um after you build something like that to just know exactly what you know what pieces of the puzzle and where they should be and i think that's what doug peterson's figuring out now devin mccourty with us nbc sports football night in america ravens jaguars on sunday night football this week the jaguars defense has really prided itself on stopping the run for the most of the season they've been really good in that department and taking the ball away. And they did that again last week. They're tied for first in the league in takeaways. But they gave up some big play touchdowns last week. 41-yarder, a 34-yarder, a 31-yarder. Missed assignments or lack of communication, which has been the buzzword this week around here on both sides of the ball. How concerning is that communication thing in week 15? I mean, it feels like that, that should have been taken care of in like week five. Is that a problem for a defense this late? I mean, it, it is. Like, you, you can't say that it's not. Um, and I think when I watch them, you know, obviously Caldwell comes under that Todd Bowles 
aggressive, different blitz packages. And I remember talking to Logan Ryan when he went to Tampa Bay, and he was like, man, they have a lot of defense. Like, there's a lot of different things and adjustments you can do. And when you have that, it does. It it makes it harder to communicate. It's a week-in and week-out different thing that you have to communicate because when you do a lot, depending on who you play, they could also do a lot or they could do less or they could do this different than that. So you always have to communicate. And I think when I watch them, they, they do. They kind of what we call on defense, we used to call it spin the wheel. Like you're not going to get this team that, you know, I think some teams we talk about like the Seattle three, like that cover three, you're going to get it all the time or you're going to get man to man all the time. Like when I turn on Jacksonville, you might get two safeties high and a, a cover two, or you might get two safeties high and a cover four. You might get, you know, five man pressure. You might get six man pressure. You might see the corner go. You might see the six. Like they do a lot of different things. And when you do that, the communication has to always have a certain standard. No matter who's in the game, we always have to hit this standard. When all of our guys are in there and our top communicators get together, all right, we can raise that bar. But I think last week they hit a guy like Joe Flacco, who everything you that you're doing, he's seen it before. He he knows what's coming. So I thought I didn't think they did as good of a job of disguising some things. So when they did come or they did do different things, he knew exactly where he wanted to go. Devin McCourty with us. Final thought here and mentioning Lamar. Uh, new play caller this year in Baltimore. How different is Lamar's game overall this year than in the past? And obviously still effective in, in both ways, running and throwing the football. Yeah, I, th- I think the early part is career, I think he took a lot of the flack for the way the offense was built. It was always like, he can't do this. He can't do that. And it was kind of like, well, we don't know. Like, it's not his decision to be in here and running these different plays and having – uh, offensive line that was kind of built and I, I don't want to say like Navy football and a triple option, but it, it was kind of built like these road grading offensive linemen who could fire off the ball. They could do all that. But anytime they got behind, like their strength as an offensive line wasn't dropping back and pass protecting and passing off game. Like they struggled with those things. So because of that, they had a lot of all, you know, three-step drops, like quick slants, quick outs hitch routes, stop right over the ball. Like, it was all very basic. And I was always saying that to people, like, well, we don't know if Lamar Jackson can be a guy who stays in the pocket and throws the ball downfield. And we're finding out this year he can do that. And he can do that. And when all that, when all else fails, like you turn on the Rams game, it's it was raining. The field conditions were poor. Not for number eight. He was running, cutting, juking, making plays. So um, he's the guy that he's, he's always been. You don't really want don't really want to play against him as a defense it's very similar to when I was in the league playing against Cam Newton you can say whatever you want about what he couldn't do and this and as a defense it wasn't that enjoyable trying to stop a guy like him because yes he wasn't Peyton Manning he wasn't Tom Brady and Drew Brees but he was a tank and when he ran you you're like man how are we gonna get this guy down and Lamar Jackson's the guy when he runs you're like how are we gonna get a hand on him and then like the last play that he hit Zay Flowers on and the touchdown um, before over, like he moves up, he moves back, he slides. And then when he sees Zay Flowers, just like that, the ball flings from his wrist, like in his hand, and it's gone. It's a touchdown. Like that's so hard to stop. So, hey, Jacksonville defense, I'm happy. I don't have to do that anymore. And, and good luck going out there Sunday night. <laughs> 
There you have it, Devin McCourty from NBC Sports Football Night in America. And the full conversation coming soon on the official Jaguars podcast network and countdown to kickoff Sunday night. Fresh from Florida is proud to partner with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eat like a Jag when you choose Fresh from Florida. Jeff Lagerman back in a moment. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars radio network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center in Jacksonville ahead of Week 15 Sunday Night Football. The Ravens and the Jaguars, a battle of division leaders under the lights, the teal lights, by the way, the, uh, the light show will be back this week. There'll uh, be some different instructions in your cup holder if you're coming to the stadium, so follow those and uh, be in your seat around 10 till 8 because 8.20 is the kickoff time this week. All right, well, let's hope for good weather. Yeah. I know the weather's a little iffy right now for Sunday, but uh, hopefully it's going to end up being a great night for football, no rain, or at least, you know, manageable, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, – Still got some time to make the forecast better. Yeah. Um, let's put in a good word there for that. That would be nice. I hope. Um, Trevor Lawrence against Lamar Jackson. Premier quarterback matchup. Well, it's a premier quarterback matchup, but I also think that this is also a great matchup of, of Super Bowl winning coaches. I, I don't want to kind of miss that aspect of it, too, because yeah. you're talking about two great coaches that have been there and have done that. They each have a Super Bowl win and obviously Super Bowl aspirations for this year. But this is a great matchup of, of minds and the battle of the coaching staff because uh, the one thing I think that's been impressive about John Harbaugh is how consistent he's been as far as winning, and he's done it with a lot of different coordinators. From offensive coordinators to defensive coordinators, he's been able to win. And Doug Peterson, I think, has been impressive with – what he's assembled with his coaching staff. So this is going to be a battle of the minds a little bit too, you know, and and uh, and the battle of two great players in Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. Can't wait for it. It's going to be such a fun game. And um, let's hope the Jaguars can just play better overall. And they still haven't had that complete all three phases on all cylinders game, it feels like. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for the Jaguars offensively. You know, and, and I think it's imperative that you come out with a fast start. And, and the reason why is that after, after you had some miscommunications last week, if you come out and you have some miscommunications early in this ball game or you have lack of success, what does that do to build momentum for you in the game? Are, are you going to have that, that mindset, ah, we're doing it again, you know? If you come out and you start fast, it's go, okay, let's go. You know, we're, we're, we're finding our stride. We're, we've got a rhythm, okay? We're, we're, we're communicating. We're making sure that we're not going to make the mistakes. So I, I think a start is going to be – a fast start is going to be imperative for this team. Back in a moment, and we'll get our final thoughts ahead of the Ravens-Jaguars matchup. Bootleggers, get ready. Luke Combs is bringing two nights of the Growing Up and Getting Old Tour to Everbank Stadium. It's May 3rd and 4th. Different special guests each night. Tickets on sale now. Visit everbankstadium.com. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. 
The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. Food tastes better when it's grown closer to home. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, head coach Doug Peterson in the opening segment each and every Thursday. Devin McCourty from NBC Sports with us as well. The full conversation with him coming up later this weekend. We're Great Lager- perspective he had, by the way. Yeah. I love listening to him. Oh, he's fantastic. And it's his first year as an analyst right after – uh, leaving the NFL as a player. And uh, he and his brother well on their way to big things. Um, they're both in the industry. Um, we're, we're talking about this Ravens offense and the way they play. They run the ball. They've uh, gone over 100 yards rushing as a team now in 29 straight games. Longest active streak and the fifth longest in the Super Bowl era. The mm-hmm. record is 43, by the way, two different times. Who so, had the 43, by uh, the way? The Ravens. Ravens did. Point, back. And, yeah, it would have been in the – uh, 18 to 21 era. Okay, 2018 and, to yep. 21. Okay, and then the Steelers in the late 70s. All right, had 43. Which so back back then it was a rushing league. Run the ball. wasn't as much of a passing league, but they run the ball because they a lot of times can have the lead and run the ball, too. Well, and and they've got a running quarterback. I mean, that's if you look at the history of the NFL, the great rushing teams have all seemed to have had rushing quarterbacks. Again, that goes to the to the count thing that we talked about. And that uh, you're trying to outnumber, okay, an offense with a defense as far as getting numbers in the box. And when you have a running quarterback, it's hard to do that because you get an extra blocker because the quarterback's a legit runner. And they get it done early, and they get on top of teams, and that's the way they play. Yeah, the the stat, and you know, I mentioned before the break about the need for a fast start in this ball game. One, just because you know, to give yourself some positive thoughts after having some disappointment in the last two games, also to build momentum at home, okay, which you haven't been very good. You've only won two games at Everbank Stadium, but also because the Ravens are used to playing on top. You look at them uh, season long, they have literally only trailed for a little more than five quarters of the entire season. So put them in a position that they're maybe unaccustomed to, and that is – trailing instead of leading take them out of that front runner role a little bit and out of their comfort zone of having the ability to stay with the run if you force them to throw the ball more than they want to that puts them in a position they don't want to be in but how do you do that you got to have early success and score points early you know and has the Jaguars offense been able to do that this year jump out to a 14 nothing lead or 10 nothing lead not easy to do, especially when you're facing the second-best defense in the National Football League. But that would be a goal. All games this time of year seem to be big, and uh, certainly the case around the NFL this weekend. It's the first slate of Saturday games as well, Fantastic. featuring uh, six winning teams. Yeah, and, uh, well, tonight you got the Chargers at the Raiders. These are not winning teams Not a tonight. great game, uh, but it's still a, a, an NFL game. I'll watch it. And then on Saturday at 1 o'clock, you got Vikings at Cincinnati or at the Bengals. And then at the 4.30 slot, you got Pittsburgh at Indy. And then, JP, the game that you're going to be calling, which is Denver at the Detroit Lions on Saturday night at 8.15. Great game. That's a great game you got. Broncos are hot right now. The Lions are looking for their first division title since 93. Uh, They can't clinch it. They could clinch a playoff berth. There's like 16 scenarios where they could clinch a playoff berth after the weekend's done, but 
that matchup's going to be great because Russell and the Broncos are playing well. Well, playing well, and and for you, good for you. You're working with Mike Golick. I who, am. Yeah. Who is, <laughs> I, I think, one of the best analysts in the business. I uh, love listening to him. Love listening to Mike and Mike for for a long period of time, and love to listen to his perspective. And also, he's a great guy, uh, good friend, and 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 love Mike. You know what? You're one of the best analysts in the business. Lots. Yeah. Well. Um, Mike's on the national level. I'm very happy with where I'm at, but uh, but good for you because you'll enjoy working with Mike. Appreciate it, Logs. Uh, that's Jeff Logman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. And thanks to David Cho, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reaver. And thanks to you for listening. The Jaguars and the Ravens coming up this Sunday on Sunday Night Football. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. <laughs>